Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Miranda. And Ashley. And welcome to Sweet Arrangements. So glad to be back. Indeed, indeed. How was your week? Oh, it was good. You know, I had a week off from work because uh, we took a little vacation week, and that was very interesting. Um, you know, I'm learning and growing a lot in my life right now, so I'm going to save that story for another day because I'm really oh, okay. not sure where I'm at in the growth process. It's the season. It's the season. Absolutely. Like, I really don't want to, you know, tell everybody until I've figured out where the heck I'm at mentally. You know what I mean? Got it. Got it. Got Just it. Just so you know, I'm on the crazy train all the time, people. Nothing's changing. So. <laughs> we got it and we love you. <laughs> Thank goodness. Golly. How about your week? You had a good week? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's going. I decided to um, co-lead Freedom again at church. Um, with a new a newfound friend who's very spiritually led, and I cannot wait to see what happens this semester leading with her. Very awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Um, let's see. Just getting ready for the kids to go to school this week. I, I kind of freaked out about an hour ago because someone, a mom, posted on the, the school page, hey, I'm at the meet and greet and my second grader, this and this and this. And I was like, oh, my God, I have on the calendar that Berlin's meet and greet is tomorrow. Uh-uh. And, it, and so I was like, oh, God. So I had to be that mom. And I was like, hey, I'm getting a little frazzled here. Have on my calendar. Sound like a big nerd, right? Have yeah. on my calendar here that it's tomorrow. <laughs> I uh, just Can wanted I to double that? check. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and so <laughs> so she's responding and I can see her, you know, the dot, 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 dot. And as she's doing that, I see my email and I was like, I'm sorry, never mind. Confirmed. Fourth grades for tomorrow. Thank you. So, <laughs> you know, I just want to completely delete the whole comment, but that's not going to happen because it's <laughs> out there now. So whatever. Oh, thank God for social media, huh? Isn't that, isn't it special? You know, so special, so special. Let me say this. I realize it's taking up a lot, a lot of my time. And that was realized when I had um, an alert on my phone of my screen time last week. Oh, that's always painful. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I can understand if I like work from home and did the work from my phone. Okay, when you see over six hours on a daily average, averaged screen time, there's a problem. You're a stay-at-home mom, Ashley. You're supposed to be playing with your baby, teaching him ABCs, you know, those kind of things. As Cooper's sitting in the crib crying because you've been on Facebook for six (laughs) hours. (laughs) I'm kidding, y'all. She wouldn't do that. No, no, no. But he's probably looking at me and maybe has said mama five times. And maybe I didn't even know he said mama because I'm too busy looking at what this one's doing and that one's doing. (laughs) So I decided decided this freedom season that I, or semester, that I will be taking a fast from Facebook from September to November 8th when I turn 40. Wow, that's awesome. That's hard. That's but... very difficult, yeah. And so Tyler, I told him today at training and he goes, Well, how are you gonna how are you gonna find out everything or whatever or something along those lines? And I said, Y'all can't it's not like I'm not gonna hear from you and Derek and this one and that one. Oh, and absolutely. He, Derek's he, gonna give you like a rundown every day yes. of what happened on Facebook anyway. Yeah, he walked hey, in. Babe. You know he, hey babe, he, babe, look at this, babe. Look, you know what was the first thing he told me when you walked when he walked in today? What? Babe, you saw uh, you saw uh, uh, look, I can't even think of the movie right now. Olivia Newton-John, you saw she died. You saw she died, 
And I was like, what? <laughs> hey, how you doing, boo? How was your day? <laughs> <laughs> Greece. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah, what he said. He didn't say her name. R.I.P. Yeah. Sandy. R.I.P. Sandy. Mm, my yeah. favorite musical of all time. Yeah. Anyway, so point being, I'm going to get the quote unquote news tea from everybody <laughs> everywhere I turn. I don't think I'll be missing that much. No, absolutely not. So no. I'll be putting a disclaimer on my page. Don't be tagging me in, in nothing that's questionable. Okay. Cause then I can't look <laughs> at it to take it off my wall. <laughs> you got, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how to fix your settings so that you have to approve everything before it goes to your wall. How about that? Yes. Yes. I need that. Okay. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, funny story real quick. We have a special guest. Funny story real quick. You know how I say you're techie and like, cause you are, you, you do all that. Yeah. Somebody told me yesterday, I know you're techie, so you can do I laughed. Oh my god. So hard. <laughs> and then in like this little tiny nook of my brain, there was a little horn going toot toot toot. <laughs> like, just a little toot toot because I'm not techie. <laughs> no, but high five to whoever thought that. I mean That was my new co leader. Oh, she gonna learn though. She gonna Oh yeah, learn. she about to learn real quick. <laughs> real All right. quick. All right, guys. So we have a special guest today. Um, her name is Miss Melinda Boutte. Um, Funny enough, we're actually from the same town, which we will leave unidentified. Um, I think we went to the same high school. We went to the same high school, but I don't, we didn't graduate the same year. No, I think she was a year ahead of me, maybe. I was a year uh, before you. Don't put me ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we met through a small group that she was leading. Um, I was drawn to her, her infectious laugh, um, and her spirit. And then I found out she was a veteran. And then I was like, oh, that's my people, right? <sighs> and then I just started getting involved with um, things she was doing. I joined another small group of hers. And um, I mentioned in the last podcast uh, about the salted honeycomb. I touched on it briefly. Well, this uh, Miss Melinda Butte is the founder president of the salted honeycomb. Okay. <laughs> um, but with all good things comes a storm prior. And so she is going to um, talk to us today, tell us her story, her testimony and what led her into um, developing this organization, this nonprofit charity that she runs. Um, and so here's her story, guys. Here's Melinda Boutte. Hey, Melinda. I need applause. Okay. Applause in the room. Thank you. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was expecting applause, and then I don't know why I didn't applaud. I, don't know. I mean, I, I got that big old to-do uh, checking me, like, who I am. I didn't we, get an applause. What we need, Miranda, we need to invest in a soundboard. Well, we don't need a soundboard. We got our phone. You could, we could Google sa- uh, a clap. I know, I know. We got to get it. We got to get it together. We're slacking. I need, I need many claps, not just one. Not a <laughs> clap, many claps. <laughs> oh, okay, so, um, well, let's first start off. I'm Melinda Boutte. I'm from uh, the unknown place with Ashley. Uh, currently live in Lafayette. 
Um, let's see. What, what else? I'm a, I'm a veteran. Eight years in the uh, army. Mm-hmm. Woo woo. Um, Y'all say hoorah. 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 Um, I work with this. Well, I work for the state of Louisiana. Uh, I work as a veterans employment representative. So basically, I work with employers to hire veterans. Love Very it. Cool. Love it. Oh, that's right. I'm married. <laughs> I'm a mother of four boys. Ooh. I just sent one to college. Uh, he's going to Grambling. Holla, holla. Uh, to be okay. A nurse. So when we get done with this, I need a lesson on how to keep him alive to 18. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some near death experiences by the grace of God. <laughs> Grace of God. So I have an 18 year old who's in college. Uh, have a 16 year old who's going to the uh, 11th grade. Um, I have a 14 year old who's going to the 9th grade, and I am fostering a 15 year old that's going to the 10th grade. All boys. And I have a daughter. Her name is Sansa. She is three years old. She is my (laughs) lovely English bulldog. I can't with you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm waiting on her social security card to come into the mail. Uh-uh. <laughs> and what we'll do is I'll have to post a picture of Sansa on our page because she is really cute, y'all. She is the most adorable human dog. She's have... a bougie bulldog. Yes, she has her own throne. It's a $700 recliner that belongs to my <laughs> husband, which no longer <laughs> belongs to him. That's it belongs great. to her. I love it. So, so I guess um, I'll get started. I wanted to start from birth, but Ashley told me I couldn't. So she was like, I guess, you know, the last year, year and a half. So, you know, when we do another recording to write your autobiography, then we can go that way. I need a, uh, a writer. I got you. A ghost writer. I got you. Good at that. See, you're my ghost writer. I got plenty of journals. I got you, girl. I'm literally looking at a stack of three journals and a Bible, and she has a bag with one, two more journals inside. Yeah. See, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So I'm like a, a journal person. I write down everything and I just pick up. I have certain things for certain uh, things I want to talk about in my journals. And some I just pick up and write and then I, li- I put it down and I'll come back to it weeks or months later and then write in it again. So, um, We'll go back, let's see, 2019, December, uh, me and a few of my friends took a trip to the Philippines. We, uh, we fundraised for about a year um, for the kids in the Philippines. So we uh, fundraised our entire trip and we fundraised enough to buy Christmas gifts and bring Christmas to them. And that was a great experience. Uh, Clarissa and I rode up the wall of China and I almost died. <laughs> um, but Clarissa has been by my side, saving my life in every little moment. Uh-huh. So when I returned from that trip is when the big COVID hit. Okay. Um, I found out I was pregnant when I came back from that trip, the day I got back and my baby was nine weeks old and I went into that, um, ultrasound and, there's no heartbeat and I could tell because the ultrasound tech looked at the screen and you could see this big old baby in the screen and uh, she's like how far along are you I said about 
nine weeks, I think, you know, if I'm looking at it, thinking about it. And she was like, okay, I'm going to have to let the doctor talk to you, whatever. So being that this was probably my fourth miscarriage in life, uh, I kind of knew what was going on. Anywho, um, that happened to me and my, you know, hopes and depression in life just changed. Um, in April, I was turning 40. I need a woot woot for that. Okay. I need some, I need a woot woot for 40. Okay. Uh, you know, Ashley's, uh, getting off of social media for, uh, nine months. I need a woot woot for turning 40. So, so, uh, (laughs) a little bit before that, let me, let me talk about that. Was my spleen incident before my 40th birthday? It was after that weekend. weekend, That's right. I was turning. Okay. I was turning 40 that weekend. I started having a pain in my side, but I would, I thought it was just, you know, muscle pains. Cause you know, I'm buff and everything and I lift weights. (laughs) Very nice. Um, I thought it was, no, I don't lift weights. I'm just playing Miranda. That's okay, girl. These people Uh, can't see you. (laughs) This is a podcast. You really can't see if I'm buff or not. I'm just giving you a visual. You're not vlogging. So (laughs) I, um, (laughs) so it was my 40th birthday, having a good time. My husband threw me a surprise party. It was awesome. I started having this pain in my side and, um, I didn't know what it was. I just thought I had lifted something wrong, uh, wrong. Um, and I went the whole week, you know why? Cause I'm tough and I was just hurting and hurting. And, um, I, I just kept going to work. Uh, that Wednesday, one of my uh, co-workers, was it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Thursday, one of my co-workers did not come to uh, work. She called me and said that she had COVID and I needed to go get tested because we sat by each other. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the urgent care. You know, they know what they're doing over there and I'm going to get a test. And I got a test. And it came back negative. But while I was there, I was, it was a um, nurse practitioner. I said, do you mind checking my side? Cause it's really been hurting me. I've been in pain. I, you know, I could hardly walk. Um, so I was in the seat and she touched my side and I jumped out the seat and I wanted to crash into the wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, I need you to lay down. So I laid down. This was in new Iberia at this time. I laid down and uh, she pressed on my abdomen and she was like, you have to immediately go to the emergency room. Your spleen is in your abdomen. Oh my so God. if you know where your spleen at, it's like to the left of your rib cage, underneath your rib cage. And it's not very big. Uh, mine had doubled in size. So she could feel it in my abdomen. So I called my husband. I said, you have to meet me at Lord's. I have, my spleen is enlarged. I got to a Lord's. I told them they immediately... Brought me to the back, brought me to the little machine, was that MRI, whatever, and CT scan, whatever they did, ultrasound, <laughs> they did all that. All the above. All the above. <laughs> um, and they they noticed that my spleen had doubled in size. <coughs> I had a laceration. It was about to bust and I was about to bleed to death. Oh uh. um, so they kept me uh, for a week and um, I had to have a blood transfusion. My platelets were below the way below the normal um and it got so low that i needed a blood transfusion during that time so i stayed in the hospital and then they released me i go about my business and then what happened 
Side note, there's another guest here, Miss Clarissa, who is Mel's. We call she calls her her Barnabas. She's my Barnabas. And I'm gonna tell you why she's here and uh yes. why I keep referring to her. Just in case y'all hear some other snickering on the side, that's me and Clarissa. I'm not <laughs> talking to the wall. <laughs> so what because she very well could be talking to the wall, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I went. You have to go back to the That's right. I had to. So while I was at my stay at Lourdes, I had an oncologist, a hematologist doctor come speak to me in this and that because all my levels were low. My white blood was low. My platelets were low. My hematocrit, hemoglobin, all that blood count was low. They were like, they don't even know how I was living. Um, so uh, I went and continued to see the oncologist when I got out of the hospital. Well, my platelets never rose. So she was like, we need to do a bone marrow biopsy. Oh, they, they drop, they, they drop. Yeah. Okay. From when you were released, when you were released, it was 37. When you went back, it dropped back to 17. Okay. So let's just, let me just update y'all. So a normal platelet count for a person my age is between 150 and 400. My platelets had dropped to 30 and then they had dropped to 17. Oh my God. So that's what kind of life I was living. And platelets are the things that clot. And so if I would have hurt myself or whatever, I would have bled. I just would bleed to death. That's oh how I Yeah. So I go keep seeing her. She's like, you need to have a bone marrow biopsy. And I'm like, all right, cool. You're going to just jab me in my side with this big old needle. And um, so we did that. Um, and what it was on. Oh, that's right. I was like, you know, whenever. And then Clarissa told me, you better call her back and tell her ASAP. And that's what I did. Because that's what she said to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so um, on June 18th is when I got my results. Because uh, the doctor had called me. Uh, that Friday and she told me I needed to come in at 3.30. So I had to go the whole day in suspense of what my results were. And it was funny, y'all can't see this, but on that day, Clarissa and I uh, went to the taco truck <laughs> and uh, just hold this thought, but Clarissa had orange on and there was orange all on the taco truck and in the sign and all this other stuff. So I go uh, to the oncologist and uh, we sit down and she tells me that my uh, results came back that I had leukemia. Um, I had a very rare form of leukemia. It's called hairy cell leukemia. Uh, only one in 1,000 people get it a year. So it's very rare. So basically my... Uh, white blood cells, which are the cells that fight off all your um, infections and helps with all that. Mm -hmm. uh, it was fighting all my cells in my body and killing them. Mm -hmm. oh. So uh, that's why all my counts became low. So the next course of action was for me to do chemo. I had to do chemo for one week straight for eight hours a day. Mm. Um, so I went for a week straight. Uh, and where did you go for that? Lords. Oh, here. Okay. Yeah, I went to Lords. 
Um, and I did that for uh, the five days. And then that Sunday, I started feeling bad. And I was like, man, I was like, I didn't think because I knew like during the week, my um, my level of tiredness became lower and lower and lower. Yeah. Um, and then on that Sunday, you know, we were going to church and I was like, man, I'm so tired. I don't feel good. Um, I went to church and then when we got back, uh, I picked up something to eat. I ate and I went to sleep. And that's not like me to sleep during the day. So I slept and um, I went to the doctor the next day because I had to go see the oncologist again. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm feeling this, this and this. And she was like, uh, oh, it might just be reaction from the, the chemo, the cough and, you know, the runny nose and all this stuff. So I was like, okay. So she puts me on an antibiotic. Well, the week goes by and that Thursday I lost my uh, sense of smell and taste. Bum, 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 bum. It got so uh, bad. Like I had a, a bottle of uh, vapor rub and I had put the whole bottle <laughs> on my face and I had even stuck it in my nose. <laughs> and when my husband walked in the house, he was like, what is that smell? I, I was like, you smell that? I don't smell that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he was like, uh, and I, I thought my fevers and stuff was part of the chemo after the chemo. Well, that point we were like, we're going to the hospital. So he took me to the hospital because my my temperature would go to 104, it would go down to 102, it would go down to 98, then we back at 104. So it was like, you know, when you have chemo at a certain point, I think 101 something, you got to go straight to the emergency room. So I got to the emergency room. It's funny now. (laughs) But um, I told them I just had chemo. They took all my blood out my body, had to do all kind of cultures to make sure I didn't have any infection. And then (laughs) they were like, we're going to admit you. And I'm like, okay. But they didn't have no rooms at Lourdes at that time because this was the peak of, you know, COVID. Right. So they... No, my husband couldn't even be with me. So what they do, they roll me all the way back to the ER like I was just a number. And nobody was there for me. Nobody was around. It was just me back there. Later on that afternoon, and I'm coughing up uh, everything. And I, I don't even know what I, I was bad. Um, the infectious disease doctor comes back there with a, a mask and her gown. And she's like, I'm like, what is going on? Why she got all this on her? <laughs> and she was like, you do not look like your lab results. Okay. Basically, how are you even living? Because wow. my stuff was so low. I had COVID. My so your white blood count <laughs> should be between four point and eleven. Mine was point zero nine. What? Wow. So um, I have no idea how my body was fighting COVID, but at the rate I was, I should not be here today. Wow. So uh, and I'm just back there loving the Lord and. Everybody coming in, talking about God and how much I love him. And I called and uh, Clarissa and I called Erica because they're <laughs> my two go-to people. 
And um, I coughed and laughed and blew my nose the whole night uh, with them on the phone. While I was stuck in the back of the ER and nobody even cared about me, I only had a cold sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't taste it anyway. (laughs) So um, I went back home and I fought COVID for 15 days. Um, My husband had it too. Uh, I knew when fevers were coming. I knew I just, I knew it. Um, Very scary situation. Because I didn't know if I was going to pull through it. But by the grace of God, he uh, guided me. And um, here I am today. <laughs> Amen. So I did that. And um, what what else? I can't remember. After about three months, you have to go back. Yeah. I had to. So the reason why I have to keep referring to uh, Clarissa is because I have chemo brain. And it's very hard for me to remember some events. So uh, Clarissa knows all my events. (laughs) 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 So um, I went back to see if the treatment worked and the treatment did not work. When I first started, I had 75% of my blood cells were cancerous. Wow. Holy cow. Uh, After the first chemo treatment, uh, it went down to 55%, which they wanted to see 30% or lower. So she was like, you can go to MD Anderson and get a second opinion. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Now you have to understand through this whole process, I was just so involved with the love of God for me um, that I'm just like, okay, let's just, whatever you say, okay, let's go. So I, I said, I'll go to MD Anderson. So they referred me to MD Anderson. I get a phone call like the next day. They were like, oh, we want to see you here at MD Anderson. Um, what day can you come? Did I, did I say whenever? I said whenever. They were like, is there a doctor that you would like to see here? I'm like, no. Like, you, like you frequent MD Anderson? <laughs> like, I frequent there. I'm like, no, never been there. I said, you know what? It doesn't even really matter to me. Give me whomever. <laughs> And uh, they were like, okay. So they put me down. So me and my husband travel out to MD Anderson. And uh, which my husband has been there for me. He has been to my treatments. He goes to my doctor's appointments. He has just like been that ride or die um, at these appointments. I had to, he had to be strong for me. Yeah. Um, So we get to MD Anderson and it's, not what I expected to see. Um, it's very touching um, to just to see the, the people there, what they're going through, the young people. And yeah. Anywho, so I go uh, there. I check in. I'm there early because my husband's like, we got to be there early. Check in. And um, I, I had all these nurses coming. And I'm like, why, why I got so many nurses coming? I, like one nurse would come and then another nurse would come. And then he's taking me on a tour and then another nurse would come. And I'm just like, does everybody get this treatment? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, are you like, and the queen has arrived. Yeah. The cl- clap, claps. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get there and, um, all these nurses, this and that. So they sit me in the room and I'm, they're like, you're going to see Dr. Katarji. And I'm like, all right, Dr. Katarji, because I couldn't, 
could not pronounce his name when I saw it on the website. <laughs> and um, and I'm, I don't know who Dr. Katarji is at the time, uh, but I'm in the office with three of his nurses that do, I don't know what for him. And then he walks in like he is the president of uh, MD Anderson, <laughs> which he was the, what was he, the director? He was the head of the Leukemia Center. So he's wow. world renowned. Wow. He don't see patients. <laughs> he doesn't see patients. He has doctors under him oh, okay, yeah. that see. Yeah. And but he saw me. And I wow. just at that moment, I was just like, God, man, you got my back. Like, I see you, God. Mm-hmm. You sent the best, the cream of the crop you're working through him yeah. and I'm sitting right across and he told me, he said oh, you're going to be okay <laughs> you're going to go back we're going to do a treatment here because the second treatment was really risky I could have went into seizures had convulsions and all this other stuff and uh, he said we're going to do the first treatment here and then you can go back home and finish the other uh, treatments so I did that and I took it like a champ and then I came back and then I did chemo for eight weeks, once a week. Um, what else? <laughs> I can't remember. And then after that, you went back to do the blood work. Oh, that's right. I went, I went back to do my blood work, and um, there really wasn't anything else they could do for Yeah, that that was it. Uh, so I went back and did my blood work, and um. <laughs> My doctor didn't really understand. About, well, about what time? How, what's the timeline on that when you went back? I work? went back. So I did chemo from January to March. Okay. And I went back probably in May, May 18th. Okay. I went back May 18th and I was um, at 0% cancer cells. Wow. Wow. I need, get the hand I need hand claps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that happened. And then uh, when I first started the journey, I was laying down. I, I was looking at my journal because I know I wrote it down on what day. Um, but God had put it on my heart early in my diagnosis um, that he wanted me to start a nonprofit. And it's like before that time, I was already doing God's work that he wanted. I was just doing it under different umbrellas. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like in a nonprofit sense. Like I owned my own fitness studio. We did Zumba, but it was more like a ministry. Um, I did outreaches and and things with other people uh, and worked with them. But then he put it on my heart. He was like, you need to go open a nonprofit uh, and I'm going to back you up with that. So at after all my chemo treatments and going through COVID and on the brink of dying and then coming back and then not having any cancer cells going into remission, I'm like, I'm opening that nonprofit. <laughs> I'm doing it because I know he's going to take care of me. And um, I applied and uh, we started the nonprofit on uh, May 31st. We got our 501c3 public charity status. Holla, holla. Holla. Mm -hmm. And we have just been rocking and rolling. 
and he has put some amazing people, and one of them is Ashley. I'll do my own clap. <laughs> did she just clap herself? Yes, she did. Yeah, uh, I will not be clapping myself. <laughs> I will not be clapping myself. Um, yeah, so he's he's just put some amazing women. Uh, Clarissa, who is just amazing. I can't. There's no words. She's my sister in Christ. She's been rocking and rolling with me since the beginning she can't let me go i know the backbone she's the backbone of the operation um and and the women that i did meet uh through the small groups and those connections i made are the women that are in it to win it and i had to make some of them be my friend (laughs) (laughs) like you have no choice you're gonna be my friend (laughs) so and they and we've just been fundraising and uh, reaching out to the community, feeding the homeless, uh, doing stuff of back to school, blessing <laughs> teachers, blessing students. I mean, there's so much that uh, God wants me to do, and I know that, and I just listen, and I, I do, and I say, and um, it all works out for us. Um, it's been going so good. I'm so grateful for just everything that He has done for us. And that he's going to continue to do for us. And that's right. So, Melinda, I got to ask you the name, Salted Honeycomb. Where did that come from? Uh, so, okay. I'm a person that needs a name for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> every everything I do has a name. Um, the Salted Honeycomb, uh, it comes from Proverbs uh, 16.24. And the scripture reads, gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Mm. So the honeycomb, of course, which I look at it as the nugget, the the place where everyone goes to get the honey Mm -hmm. that's going to heal them. That's going to be sweet to them and kind to them. And um, and I always want people to use gracious words loving on people, giving people uplifting women, uplifting men, uplifting children. Um, and then we are made to be the salt and light of the world. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, we go out and we be the salt. So we give the scripture, we give the word of God. We go through what the Bible teaches us to do and we make disciples of others. Mm-hmm. So the salted honeycomb. <laughs> Very awesome. good. I love that. That is Thank really you. cool. Thank you. So tell me about what your, when you started this nonprofit, I see, I, I kind of watch you guys on Facebook and there, there is a Facebook group. You guys, if you go look up Salted Honeycomb, you can kind of see some of the stuff that they've already been doing. Um, and I think it's wonderful. So tell me when you started this nonprofit, what was, uh, so one of my favorite movies, sorry, ADHD is a, is a killer. And squirrel. Bad, squirrel. Okay. Bad. So I love the movie Robots because the guy teaches the the little dude, you know, if you see a need, you feel a need. What was the need that you saw that you hope that specifically your nonprofit is able to fill? Um, I don't have a specific need. It's all needs. Okay. I love Um, it. 
it's just any need. Um, we have a questionnaire on our Facebook. You know, we're new, so I'm in the I'm the marketer, a uh, flyer person. Uh, I'm developing <laughs> yeah. the website right now, which is all good. Um, but our questionnaire is just open to any need. Wow. Like, you know, it's I don't I'm not focusing on a specific area. It's just anything because if. <laughs> I feel that I'm not going to help as many if I focus on one. Yeah. Yeah. So I fall, I'm focusing on all. I love it. I think that's Here's awesome. what I think of Melinda. Why limit the limitless? That's right. Okay. Can I yeah. get a clap? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that's good. I like that. That's really good. <laughs> that is really good. So I love it. I was wondering... Um, cause you spoke briefly about your kids. What, how did they react? And when you were going through everything, like when you got the diagnosis, did you tell them immediately? Was it something you had to sit down and have like a family meeting about? Like, how did you approach the diagnosis with your kids? So my husband and I had a family meeting. Um, they had a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you looked at me on the outside, you wouldn't have thought, am I correct? Mm -hmm. You you wouldn't have thought that I had what I had uh, looking on the outside. Um, So when I told them, they were just kind of a little confused. And, you know, I went from being uh, working out seven days a week, teaching Zumba in, in shape. And then I come and I'm like, hey, mom has uh, cancer. And then they're looking like total first thing is like death. Like, yeah, I'm about to die. Right. Right. So they just like a lot of deer in the headlight looks. And I just had to, you know, talk to them about the type of cancer I had and the things mm-hmm. I had to go through. And they were very supportive um, the whole way through. So let me ask you this. You said, um, can I say, your old- well, your oldest son is going Quentin. to yeah, Quentin. Okay. Um, you said he left for college um, and he's majoring in nursing. Did that wow. have any kind of, um, did your diagnosis, you think, have an effect on him with that major choice? It may have, maybe. Um, Quentin and I had a conversation when it came to college. Uh, the type of relationship we have, we talk about. Uh, a lot of things mm-hmm. and he trusts my uh, judgment and decisions and things you know right so uh when we were talking about majors I talked to him about nursing and I told him you know kind of what it was about and the heart Quentin has and the mind he has and the, the how he cares for people I told him he would make an excellent nurse yeah but I also had the conversation when I dropped him off at college if this is not what you want to do, you're not doing this for mama. You're doing this for you. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Very good. All right. So I have a question there. Oh, Barnabas. Barnabas. You're, you're being requested. <laughs> Hold on. She's leaving the green room. Let me have her enter the studio. <laughs> Just a moment, please. Yeah, you can it. let her in. Okay. All right. Lock the door. Okay. Hey, girl. What's up? <laughs> Yes, oh, ma'am. Man. So, okay, tell me your actual name because all I can think of is Barnabas now. <laughs> it's 
part of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's Clarissa. Clarissa, okay. So Clarissa, when you were because I, I, I have a friend of mine that I'm I'm walking through a situation with her right now with her health and we've been doing it for about a year and a half and it's one of those that uh very hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um as someone that is walking through a situation with someone, what what do you feel like is the one thing that you can do or that you've been able to do that has really helped Melinda throughout this process? You can grab the Cooper blanket. <laughs> I'm going to try to say all this without crying. but um, That's okay. I'm over here trying not to cry asking it. So, <laughs> And, you know, I bought 12 boxes of Kleenex. I didn't bring them When she called to tell me, I kind of had a feeling that that's what it was going to be. But I do believe my first response to her was, okay, so what are we going to do about this? Yeah. And um, she said, well, I'm glad you responded like that. She said, because um, we it took everybody to take get her husband off of the ceiling in the <laughs> doctor's bet. office. Wow. Yeah, he he was um, a total basket case. Yeah. So I knew that I couldn't be that. Yeah. 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 And um, knowing Melinda the way I do, she's witty. She she doesn't care for seriousness. And um She's not one to get too emotional about things. Uh, I told her this past week that um, I've learned that she puts her emotions in compartments <laughs> and she just kind of takes them out a little bit at a time. So I think the first thing I asked her was, um, okay, so where are we going to eat? <laughs> I love it. Eating always, you know, feeds the soul and, um, and, just to take her mind off of it. Like we were just going to go hang out as girls. We, we, you know, if she wanted to talk about it, fine. If she didn't want to talk about it, still fine. But I wasn't going to ask a whole bunch of questions because it needed to sink in for her. Right. And yeah. it needed to sink in for me. Yeah. Because I knew that the end was not going to be death. Right. Because yeah. God didn't give me a friend like this to take away from me because I have an issue with having female friends. Right. So. Um, I just knew that it was a journey I was in for the long haul and, and still walking with her right now because um, I'm on, this is a Christian broadcast, but anyway, I'm on a, uh, I'm on her Girl, butt it's all right, right. you tell me, I got your back. I'm on her butt right now, now about going for um, a visit to the doctor because they have some things that's going on with her that I'm just not comfortable with. And, uh, it's it's in the works. It's going to be on the 18th. So um, I'm in a season right now where God has put me as her watch woman. There you go. Yeah. And um, a true wingman. And um, and I'm taking it seriously. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, I just, you, there's a lot that she's just, she's a different bird. She's, she's a different <laughs> kind of bird. <laughs> um, 
but I enjoy every minute of it. So I didn't know if that answered your question, but that's yeah, it does. (laughs) It does. Listen, and let me tell you something. I appreciate you and your honesty and your heart, Um, because I think a lot of times we have we go through things and it's the people that stand beside us when we go through things that make the difference. And when our friends go through things and we have that opportunity to stand in the, in the gap for them really and stand beside them and just say, Hey, this is not it. This is not the end. Let's keep trucking. What do we do next? Those are the ones that keep us, they help to keep us alive. I mean, I, I really think that if Jesus was standing here today, he wouldn't be looking at you going, well, you ought to have an end of life plan. He'd be looking at you saying, Hey, where do you want to eat dinner? Right. So right. I love that. I think that's <laughs> well, awesome. I guess I figured, you know, it's a conversation that had to be have she had to have it daily with her husband because he had to he was there with her every single day. It's a daily conversation um with her kids, um, especially um her oldest. I mean, it's his mama is his were or old um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and um and then you had the people who didn't know how to have the conversations that act the stupid questions like in when they would see her like oh Mel, how you feeling oh i heard you had cancer just can you just go fly away you know? <laughs> right right just stupid like just um just okay whatever so i had to be the opposite of all of that. Yeah. Just letting her be her. And, you know, that's why I, I guess I'm still here because I just let her be her. I love it. I love it. Well, I have to say to both of you, it, it is an absolute honor and a pleasure to be able to get to hear your stories and to know that, you know, there are still people out there in this world that are not going to limit God and not going to say, well, I'm going to start a nonprofit, but we're only going to focus on this, or I'm going to let my friend go through this and I'm just going to keep living my life. Like y'all are both such unique individuals and I'm such an emotional wreck that I want to bust into tears right now. But I appreciate both of no, you please. so much. I, I cannot take a squawk today I a can't squall. it's not a squawk a well whatever squall. I can't I do it right now and Miranda we don't have no tissue in this we, in this uh, studio we are locked in the studio and the green room <laughs> the green room assistant has a midget named Cooper running around and uh-uh. he needs to be followed and I can't open the door <laughs> oh man that's funny but I do want to tell you one thing I, I have an addiction. I'm addicted to sweet arrangements. Hey. I love it. I'm watching Melinda's face and she's like, what? <laughs> like, what is she about to say she's addicted to? Can we discuss this off air? <laughs> Is it or is it not appropriate what you're about to say? Hey, listen, she didn't say a curse word earlier, and I'm proud of her. My first, as soon as she said, "Oh, this is a Christian broadcast," and then she said what she was gonna say, and I was like, "Oh, she wanted to say the A word." Okay, well, I'm about to be like, "Oh, girl, just say it. It's fine." But I, I'm see, I gotta behave. Ashley keeps me in line, so there's I that. do. 
so okay and we kind of talked about this when I first met we I pointed at Clarissa not we you and I but Clarissa and I had spoke because when I met her I hadn't okay I hadn't even met her physically in person but I had like met her through Mm -hmm. Melinda because she always talked oh my Barnabas and my Barnabas (laughs) this and my Barnabas this and I was like, well, man, I feel like I need to meet Barnabas. Like, you right. Know? So when I finally did, and you kind of heard her say she's not, she doesn't have female friends. Yeah. And, but when I, so when I first met her and okay, I got to preface this. When people first meet myself, <laughs> what's the reaction we normally get, Miranda? Uh, okay. So I, I probably shouldn't say the words that were about to come out of my mouth because I'm trying to be good. Right. Uh, we're very, we, we can tend to look unapproachable. Correct. Okay. So y'all take that for what words you think I was going to say that I had to stop myself. <laughs> I get that quite a bit. And so when I met Clarissa, not gonna lie, that thought crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> But humbly, I had to sit back and say, well, now, wait a minute now. Don't you get that your whole life? Haven't you gotten that your whole life? And I was like, mm. okay, 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 okay. And she started talking. She's sitting there with her arms crossed, making little comments to Melinda. And I'm giggling like, oh, my God, this chick is like a lover. Like, love her. Melinda's looking at me. But it's true. Okay, but she never really, like, paid me any mind. Like, I was just, like, the other chick on the side of the table. She had made it very clear. She didn't have many girlfriends. I was like, well, I ain't trying to be her girlfriend, you know. But, uh -uh. you know, you know, she wants another acquaintance. I'll take it, you know. (laughs) Oh, my God. We take an application. So then, was it the last one or the second to last one? The second to last. So the second to last class of this particular Bible study women's group we were in, there was only one seat left, and guess where it was? Next to her. Next to me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So she had to sit by me. Well, I like. Well, she said it too, but I felt it like we had this vibe. Like there was like this vibe going between us. Like we were kind of, you know, like kicking side like what you call that stitching elbows or what you whatever like we were nudging each other when people would say things like kind of laughing that nobody else was laughing at we were like wait a minute so then I came home and I'm telling Derek I'm like man there's this lady Clarissa she reminds me of my old neighbor Miss Tanya in North Carolina I was like but man like she's really cool and he's just like okay babe and I'm like no like there's something there's something different like I don't know how to explain it and you know how Derek thinks I am? Because I, I have friends. It's like the when you go to an ice cream shop and you got all the flavors. Yeah. That's all. That's my, I'm serious. That's all my friends. Like we just, you know, we got a variety. We do. We definitely have a variety. <laughs> and so he don't want to hear it really anymore. And so whatever. Um, and then we did this, one of the fundraising things, um, and I, I was talking to her and I had realized because I'd went through all the messages and I was trying to get everybody's birthdays, you know, 
I'm a little nosy. I want to know things, you know. No, not you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I realized her birthday was near my birthday. And I was like, well, so that means she's a Scorpio. Not that I get into all that, but I, I mean, we have some personality traits that are very stand outish. We demand command. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And look, Miranda, she's like, uh huh. <laughs> so I told her, I said, hey, Clarissa, when's your birthday? Your, your birthday is in November. She's like, yeah. I was like, are you a Scorpio? So you're a Scorpio, right? She's like, yeah. And then she kind of like walked away. And I was like, well, I'm not done. Like, I want to tell you something, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we met. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't just come out and be like, Melinda, be like, you're going to be my friend. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. That's how you got to approach it. So I, I was still, st- see, it works both ways. I can be standoffish where people don't want to approach me, but I'm standoffish where I don't want to approach you because then I come off to standoffish. <laughs> but anyway, Bro. I mean, I, I think we're friends now. We're friends oh, now. Yeah, we're friends. Okay, we're friends now. So, I yeah. love it. <laughs> I love it. Ride or die. Woo-hoo. Well, Melinda, thank you so much for sharing your testimony and your story and everything that you've gone through. And um, I'm so excited for what's to come for the Salted Honeycomb. And again, like uh, Miranda was saying, you can find the page on Facebook, the Salted Honeycomb. Is it where it's invite only or is it you you can request? Private private so you just have to request request. okay Mm -hmm. so you can just request and we'll approve you and um you can see all the great things we're doing for the community here and i think maybe eventually broaden the borders yes so yeah so it doesn't matter where you are you don't have to be here in louisiana or even here just in the city or whatever um look us up and then um check us out see what we're doing check out Melinda, Clarissa, and everybody else that's in our amazing, amazing group. And um, anything else y'all want to say? Why you shook your head? Yes, but you said Mm-mm. no. <laughs> Melinda's gonna uh-uh. get some heat for uh, only uh, acknowledging me as her friend. She's she has a she has a large support group. She um, does. She does. I love that. I'm not the only one, so I'm not going to take all the credit. Um, because God has given her a gift to gather women, and she can do it in a way that I can't and won't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So well, I you know let what's her funny? Just carry carry that gift to the ends of the earth, and um. She does have a tribe that yes, supports her. That's true. Um, but I do believe I'm the only one that gets called at 5.30 a.m. Mm. I love it. you, Ashley, but don't you do that. No, I was about to say, <laughs> let's keep it to just Melinda and Barnabas. <laughs> right. And if you're listening to this and we're friends, don't get no daggum ideas. No. You wake up, I'm not a happy person. Lord, what's really funny is that I was not a uh, I didn't really have any female friends until Ashley either. So that's true. That's very true. 
And I was actually kind of like Melinda at that point. I made you be my friend. Yeah, yeah. I said, I don't care what you done did. You're going to be my friend. Yep. And I don't regret a day of it. Oh, Melinda Melinda wants to say. Okay, it's not about making somebody (laughs) be my friend. I just got to clarify that. Because I don't want people to think I'm going to run up on you and be like, you my friend. And you ain't going to be nobody else's friend. My thing is... My thing is, so I love to gather. I love to gather and eat. I love to gather in, I don't know, look at the stars. I just love to gather. Um, yeah. And when it comes to women, um, I, I've been that person where people have said I was unapproachable. Uh, mm-hmm. I was intimidating. I was this. And when people say that, I'm like, me? I'm intimidating. What are you talking about? I don't even know what I did this morning uh, for breakfast. Like I am the most laid back person. Um, but when it comes to women, I'm a great analyzer of people. Yeah. So if I see someone that I, God is just like pushing me, he's like potential right there. Go and go touch her, go see her, go talk to her. And that's what I do. So, and then I guess in return, I am making you be my friend. I can see that though. Like, but, I love it. But yeah, like you're not making them be your friend, but you've been called to have them be your friend. Yes. Yes. Not, and it. it's, it's good. That's why I have a great support system because God sends me these amazing women. And it's like, don't you pass up on that opportunity? Even though you don't know what that woman is going through. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's domestic violence. You don't know if she's at home living in an addictive alcoholic relationship. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And, if, yeah. you know, when God pushes me and he says, go talk to her. And then we become friends because then I make you be my friend. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> I love oh it. Oh, my God. Well, I love you, Miranda. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Now our listeners know. Boom. I know. I know. I'm going to get it together. I'm going to get it together. All right. We're going to have us a little sit-down chat. Ooh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. I love you, Melinda, but she said Miranda. But I'm saving. Now Now it's y'all. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to close out the show <laughs> now. <laughs> So again, thank you again, Melinda, for sharing your story and your testimony. Thank you, Clarissa, for coming on and being her support system and showing what a true friend, a true yeah. wingman, wing woman should be. Um, and um, yeah, I hope we can share some other stories in the near future of things that are happening in the community. Spread the good news. You heard me. Absolutely. Y'all don't forget, if you want to leave a message, we'll get it to Melinda or Clarissa, or you can just talk to us if you like us that much. All you got to do is click on the description of the podcast, and you can leave a voice recording on the Anchor app for us, or you can email us at questions at sweet-arrangement.com. You can find us on Facebook at Sweet Arrangement and on Instagram at sweet.arrangement. Absolutely. We love you guys. Uh, thank you again to Melinda and Clarissa for coming on and sharing their stories. Yep. You guys have a wonderful week. Ashley, I love you. And I promise I love I'm going to let you yell at me soon. Okay. I love you more. <laughs> hey, and guess what? 21 days. If you know, you know. Oh, Boom. that's right. Then we got to start fighting. So I better that's come right. to soon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, girl. All right. I roll tide you. now. Uh, go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We love y'all now. Bye-bye.
Have a blessed week. Be a blessing, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>